Three Dogs North is an attempt to objectify the subjective with little violence as possible. The following has been torn from its origins in space and time and put entirely at your disposal. rock and roll we're at 26 minutes let's rock and roll can y'all hear me okay am i coming in all right you're coming in hot oh thanks dude like hotter like like irvin caliente miguel caliente (laughs) (laughs) we have this really corny joke that we did in seminary where we just translate um hispanic guys names into english like miguel flores would be mikey flowers Mm -hmm. or uh my favorite is um gosh i'm forgetting emmanuel torres fuentes emmanuel Emmanuel towers fountains (laughs) (laughs) he's awesome i had a maintenance guy at saint benedict called roberto reyes me and tom call him bobby kings bobby kings Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, one of my good buddies, Ray Panetta, King King Panetta, <laughs> King Panetta, Juan Limon, John Lemon. <laughs> mm. Really makes you think, doesn't it? I think Danstrom means uh, in Norwegian. That means an old wooden ship. <laughs> scholars are still (laughs) arguing about it i don't think anybody really knows (laughs) scholars are divided on that Uh, that's true roberto hijo de juan that was dmac the reverse of what i'm saying to you rob johnson was roberto Mm -hmm. hijo de juan that's Mm -hmm. true Mm -hmm. dmac love that guy Mm -hmm. talked to him the other day actually how's he he does he's doing great he loves benedictine Nice. This is great podcast stuff. Just like, let's talk about Irv and DMAC and like some of our friends. <laughs> just, like, like, nobody knows. Names. <clears throat> yep. Hey, because w- we're on a time crunch. I have, well, just what you were talking about before, the notion of the possibility of a newsletter, <clears throat> maybe someday. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but I want your guys' thoughts on, I don't know if we would do this in a newsletter form. I've been reflecting a lot on... I just call it the Christian life of like trying to live a more simple life. And um, even like I got a, a combo um, coming up with the new focus team director and just going to kind of talk through some of the what I see as like uniqueness to campus here, which brings like certainly challenges, but at least in my own um I, I just the spot where I'm at, like I I really do see them as like potential graces for like these upcoming couple couple years. The fact that like we don't have any type of space on campus and no Newman Center and things like that. Um but it, it's similar. I don't know if you've talked about it openly on the cast, Connor, but I've been so impressed with um I don't know, just like the vision <clears throat> you guys are laying out for vocations in Chicago of like further the way I hear it is like just further and further from like a recruitment, but rather like an invitation to an actual like communal life within the like parameters that like the Lord has put you. Um, 
so anyway, I, I just am, have really been, um, I don't know, just felt a very pull to like stay there and really strive for like a Christian life, like a shared life, which tangibly here looks like sharing more meals and like doing smaller things that actually produce like real friendships and getting away from like, even more so getting away from like programmatic things. And, um, so anyway, <clears throat> maybe since we're on a time crunch here, I'll just throw that out there of like, I don't know, thoughts in general, or like, what have you guys found that has actually produced like, Hey, this, this is like, this facilitates like a Christian state in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I've done a lot of reflecting on this. Um, and I feel, I feel really good right now. Uh, in the sense that IPF has come at a really cool time for me and my priesthood eight years in, like just renewing um, a lot of those things from IPF, Institute for Priestly Formation, Ignatian Spirituality, Contemplative Prayer and Spiritual Direction and stuff like that I learned in, as a seminarian. But um, it's easy to kind of fall back into an activism or a, um, a feeling of um, like, I think the, the two opposites that we're trying to avoid and find a synthesis is quietism, which is all you really need to do as a priest is like to do your holy hour, pray your breviary, say your mass, and the rest is up to God um, versus activism, which is like, we got to get out there, new evangelization, pound ground to gain ground, like do everything the church asks me to do kind of thing. Steady gains, baby. Right. Yeah. Steady Just gains. Like seven, eight masses on Sunday is not enough. Uh, there's people out there that need the Eucharist. Um, so it's like we're pretty much all about me and what I do. Um, and what you're talking about and what I've been uh, longing for, what I think you're talking about is is a third thing, which is um, what I think the charism, if we have one, of the diocesan priesthood is, is which is being like a man at prayer who is in the world. You know, um, the original guys, the apostles, um, Jesus calls the, those he wants to be with him so that he can send them out to preach. Um, so the two things, it's like a heartbeat, like you, you're going to be with Jesus in communion with the other disciples around him, like, and just to be with him uh, and then go out and preach. And so the content of your preaching is a relationship with Christ. Um, and for us, particularly centered on the Eucharist um, and the word of God, the preaching, like the lectionary and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think, for me, um, I've always kind of gravitated toward a certain vision. We joke about being life coaches and, you know, like live your best life and lift yourself up by your bootstraps kind of self-help stuff has appealed to me because I've always kind of like from the time I watched Rocky and the training montage, I always thought I could be better than I am if I just worked harder. You know, if I just did things right, if I just drank eight eggs in the morning and went for a run, I'd feel better. I'd be stronger. I'd be better. Um, but lo and behold, no matter how hard you try, you never actually get any better or, you know, like it's the Ben Franklin problem. The more you work on this virtue, the, le the more this virtue flags. And so it's very, very frustrating. Um, and I also kind of feel there's a lot of, in me, inadequacies about just like how to be human, how to live a more human life, like how to cook a good meal, how to, 
um, you know, live more communally when I'm a pretty big introvert um, and things like that. Just insecurities that are that are not just like human flaws that need to be worked on through natural means, but like very deep places in my heart that need to be spoken to by love, you know, by um, the father so that I can it can like unlock a freedom that's you know allows me to live a more human life and flourish so like i actually have been cooking more um that's one one little thing i think i can do that i feel like i'm in my mind thinking i could get carry out right now eat it in front of the tv or um call somebody or text tim or something you know and say like hey i'm going to the store do you, do you want to have dinner and then watch tv you know like the more communion move is to like make a meal for myself and someone else and even if it's not that good, um, like that's a that's a healthier place physically, emotionally, spiritually, socially. Um, and yeah, like we were talking before the recording, just like situations where I could see very easily um, myself or brothers with a lack of that kind of like, for lack of a better term, like normal human life of like a family and a stable routine. Like I go to work, I come home, I eat dinner, you know, hang with these same people and develop these relationships over decades. I'm just basically like new assignment, throw myself into it. Second assignment on top of my current assignment, throw myself into it. And you just get like divided over millions of shallow relationships. Um, and it's pulling you more and more away from what's core to your identity, which is your relationship with Christ. Um, or at least that, like, it feels like that's in competition with the other things, um, that, you would feel like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so it requires us to, to mm. be at peace somewhat with like not always accomplishing things. And I've been amazed, and this is not why I do it or have tried to do it. Like it's this secret code for unlocking God's blessings. But I have noticed that uh, living more intentionally like this, as little as I do it, or as half-heartedly as I do it in the measure that I'm in communion with God, it's really true that like it's easier to see fruit than if you're just like trying through programming and, um, you know, ingenious preaching and good storytelling to like win people over to Christ. Um, it's easier to just let him do it through this organic life that you let flow through you. Um, and you become a more alive person and the priesthood is a way to be fully human and not just a busy guy who everybody says, Oh father, I know you're so busy, but could you, do, do you have an hour to give? And then you're in your heart thinking I do have an hour to give, but I don't want to give it, but I'm going to give it because I'm feel obliged to. So here it is. And now that's one less hour I have for myself. And it's, I don't know, like I saw, I saw that path and I'm like, I don't want to do it. So I'm on this path now. Wear my sweatpants. <laughs> Living my best life, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, how to best live a Christian life. Yeah, I think the the more and more that like being geographically separated from a lot of the relationships and communities that are essential to my life. Um, being in North Carolina, my family's in Georgia. My pre-support group is in Georgia. 
you can kind of look at it more as an outsider and kind of having those relationships at a, at a geographical distance. Um, and even listening to you talk, Connor, um, like I think I was born into some seriously good Christian communities that I took for granted that we did life together fairly well. Um, yeah. And I don't want to pigeonhole the conversation to, um, how do you do more things with people? Cause that's not what we're talking about. Um, but it's more like, uh, I need people to save me from myself when I want to, um, just kind of like spend time, not even introverted mode. I want to spend time alone so that I can do what I want to do and not have to deal with other people. And my family, even when I was at home visiting this past weekend, saved me multiple times from me just wasting away like a couple of hours doing nonsense on my phone or nonsense leisure time that they were like, Hey Mike, I'm going to ride with you in the car so that uh, we can spend more time together. I'm Mm -hmm. like, Oh, okay. Fine, fine, (laughs) fine. And then it ends up being like the best hour and a half in the car. Yeah. Um, And it turned out to be like a really fruitful conversation. And that's a little minuscule instance of like substantial relationships that we live in communion together well um, that like the we're saved in community and that's not just an idea, but like there was a little instance there where a Christian sister saved me from myself mm-hmm. of me just, you know, mindlessly listening to whatever mm-hmm. podcast for an hour and a half and having me time. And it actually ended up being like, some serious we time like me and hmm. and them and that could be our new Lord bromide was, was definitely I think a part I need of a little it. we it time we little we time <laughs> <laughs> that has to be something that people have said i'm done with me time it's it's time for we time now it's we time <laughs> yeah but but that's all to say it's uh yeah i think i was born into that christian life and it was just kind of given to me because it's the same with my priest support group and with you guys. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I know that doesn't answer your question at all, but no, that's okay. I, I'm just pondering it, um, myself, like how to, how to do it. I mean, I think like, a maybe a broader view on the discussion of just like principles that I think do need to be applied, at least from what I've found is, um, <clears throat> Like it, it does like it involves very much the freedom of um, being able to choose, hey, th- this thing is going to take it, whatever that is. If it, It's not just community. Um, right. like it's not just community. But it is it's like th- this notion of like desiring to share life because life is a blessing. Mm. and that isn't like that's an overflow place like that's not even uh i i don't think it's and it's not just tied up in the will at least like that's my reflection on it but rather just know like i want 
case in point, um, a little more flesh on it, but I've been praying like for the new focus team, um, coming to campus in, in a couple months. And I don't know any of them. I've literally talked to the new team director like twice and, <clears throat> but it's this experience of like, wow, I, I'm really just struck and, and like perplexed in a way, but not, not just perplexed, like just kind of in awe that like, wow, like they're giving up their lives to like come here and, and be missionaries. Um, and like the desire there is just like, I, I want to invite them into my life, not, not in, not in a weird way of like, I need, need them, but there's things like I want to share with them because I want them, um, yeah, I, I guess to, um, like experience the communion with Jesus that like, I feel like I've been blessed with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that's like, that's a very kind of tangible thing, but it's not just with that. That's just kind of the thing that's been on my mind the last couple of weeks, um, a lot. Yeah. And so it's like all these things, but that, that does require a discipline of like, no, easily I can allow myself to be overcommitted yeah, and, and yeah. busy and all that, that, that I just like, um, like treat them as like another thing I'm responsible for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. An overflow right. place. I think, um, one of the ways we've been saying it kind of tongue in cheek is, um, like you're not, we're not trying to give people something to do like your missionaries come in and you're like okay here's your job delegating you the evangelization okay here's the liturgy people i'm delegating you like organize the mass and we're all just kind of like these atoms floating and hitting each other at different times and you're the leader like kind of telling them organizing them all but rather um more like a cinnamon roll like there's this gooey center you know and it, there's stuff that rolls out radiates out you know and whoa um say more <laughs> i like that and you're inviting people into this gooey center which is this warmth and communion and joy of living in jesus um, which you as a priest are doing and then shepherding these these people these core people around you who you mm. pray with and share life with and then you can invite others into and that's that's what we're trying to do with vocations or at least in theory i mean nothing it's a pretty new vision but that's what we've been praying about and all of us desire that are working in vocations is not um god needs you the church needs you you know pray for vocations like let's you know we're dying here. if not you who right. if not now when um, maybe the shackleton thing works to a certain <laughs> extent but you also want to know that you're not going to be a lonely dude in antarctica um dying in the cold like you want brothers and that's even that might be one of the main things that shackleton was offering was like we're all brothers who want to do this mm -hmm. hard thing mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think Here, that just, that's, that's really, uh, true and my, not to make it about my dumb phone, but that's part of, uh, like the essentialism of, of cordoning off a little bit of your, it's, it's, there's a fine line, I think, between like sheltering yourself from people and hard work and cordoning off these places in your life with firm boundaries that say, I can't not have this. So if this mm -hmm. thing is a way for people to just constantly poke holes in this inner sanctum of my heart and, and mind that is consecrated to God, then that that's just not an option anymore. Um, 
And that for me, I'm not saying that's for everybody, but for me, that like, I don't regret one second not having a smartphone. Uh, in fact, I wish I did it sooner because it's just, it was creating mania. Um, it, it contributed to this cult of busyness and constant communication uh, that was inimical to, to living this gooey center. And I yeah. need the gooey center. All right, so here's something mind-blowing about the Gooey Center, the cinnamon bun. Um, do you remember Father de Gaulle's FT Spiral Nebula? Mm-hmm. Yes. Dude, yes. that's basically the food analogy of the FT Spiral well, Nebula. Gonna, you're going to have to send a picture of it to Megan to, to put on the Okay, cast. to put it up? Yeah. It, well, oh, and it's also, yes. that's Vatican II. I mean, that's just theology of the Eucharist. It's the source and summit that everything flows from the Eucharist and flows back to the Eucharist, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so it, it goes out so that it can, and Only it also come back. comes back in, mm-hmm. which yeah. is also another way to talk about the marvelous exchange. Mm-hmm. Like God comes out so that we can come more deeply into him. Mm-hmm. And so like cinnamon bun <laughs> has <laughs> all of that, all of that deep theology action packed in there. Yeah. I remember as a kid uh, looking at the cinnamon bun in, in my eye, tracing the path outward and then mm-hmm. back inward. It's kind it just of keeps getting better. And then just going. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was one thing. I was very meticulous with my dessert eating. I would eat, I would pull the parts off and oh, eat them because then, then you get at the Pre-tune. end, the, just the gooey center. Ooh. That's all you get. Um, Boom, baby. That's the drumstick. Yep. That's the drumstick with the the chocolate yes. in the bottom cone. Yep. Yeah. Oh. I would also with with chocolate cake with the two layer chocolate cake just pull the the cake out from in between the layers of frosting so I could just eat the frosting at the end with just a little bit of cake stuck to it. It's all it's all heaven, man. Yeah. That's like, disturbing. Just, that's what I, awaits us. That was too far though. Yeah, yeah I was tracking. <laughs> like, um. So I've been reading reading Ratzinger's Introduction to Christianity. Just all my books are packed away still. I don't have a home, mm. by the way. This is the third location in a row that I've filmed from a different place mm. that we've recorded from a different place. You never want to be taken uh, to a third location. Dude, that's this when you is never not get good. found. Uh, introduction <laughs> to Christianity, that that has a great analogy in the beginning of the clown. With the clown. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So good. There's a <laughs> yeah. lot. There's Dude, this book is unbelievable. And how dare he to call, call it, it introduction, an introduction to Christianity? <laughs> yeah. There are is large really parts of this book. Like that? How dare you, yeah. sir? <laughs> um, I don't know what you're talking about. And you just want a, just a primer on what it means to be Christian. Here's a here's a good book to start <clears throat> with. Yeah, and I'm over there like I have like dictionary in one hand, intro to intro to Christianity in the other hand. <laughs> like, dude, what does this guy's high octane theology look like? Um, but he gives a description of, of what faith is and he goes through the creed and this idea of what it means to actually believe. And he breaks it down that in the West, we've kind of come to this conclusion that to believe it's just a, like a, a cognitive, mm. rational claim of this is actually what I think kind of this or is like what an, I think. A, an ascension to those doctrines type thing. Yeah. yeah which is, is certainly a part of it to some extent. Um, but he thinks that that's much more of a, an enlightened Western idea, but that what it really means to believe is that um, it's not 
to know and then, or to think and to know, like I, I think these things and now I know these things, but it's to stand and understand. Mm-hmm. And so the, the whole basis of, of faith is um, the place where you're, where you're most firmly grounded, meaning like what is the thing that you build as the foundation of your life? And he goes back to the John 15 stuff where he just says, remain with Christ, that he's the one that you stand under and, and that you stand upon. And then the more and more you stand there and live life, which is like to, to extend that image with the gooey center, like, do you remain in the gooey center? Do you stand mm. with Christ? And then the rest of life can build around that in its proper order. Mm. And then it allows you to understand. So if you stand in the right place, then the understanding of God interacting with creation, it it properly forms, not just in your heart and your head, but like actually in the world. And and then there's that forming of the Christian community. Then you have people assembled mm-hmm. around that that place where we all stand together. And 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 that's. A, a part of what's been really helpful transitioning is like, I don't know what's going on here, hmm. but if I stand with the right person, like I don't have to make meaning, but that God is the creator and he creates that stuff. So I just have to continue to stand with him and then the proper meaning will unfold. And like, I think that Christian life will unfold as it's supposed to here as well. Um, Dang, and I have a part to play in that, but it's like, this is God who's doing that. I, I just want to stand with him. I, I can't stand anywhere else. Mm-hmm. That's dynamite. And for whatever reason, it made me think of, uh, of uh, and I know we got to go, but it made me think of um, just stories and images from death comes to the archbishop of like his life, but yet he would always like, there was just like this certain order. Like I remember towards the end of that book, I don't know if you guys remember, but like, like he had his garden, even as the archbishop of this like insanely big place. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, yeah, it just made me, there's more to say on that, but I love that. Yeah. If, out, if you don't have time to do a garden and you don't have enough and you have doing too many other things that aren't important. But hey, if y'all want to keep talking, please feel free to. No, no, but I, I no, do I have to go. Get to. No, that's not yep. the communion move. Maybe we'll continue this next time. Yeah. Absolutely. See ya. All right, later. All right, see you, dude. Love you guys. Follow Free Dogs North on Instagram. Three Dogs North are Juice, Seabisk, and Michael Metz. Conversations have been edited to sound smarter. Audio and transcripts of this episode are exclusive property of Mundelein Seminary and may not be rebroadcast without the express written consent of Major League Baseball. Good girl.